welcome to episode 100 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 100. 100. Woo! You know, I was just thinking right then, yeah. and it's a random thought, and I'm good like that. Mm. We've never had to stop to go to the toilet. We haven't actually. No. Maybe that's a sign we're not properly hydrated. Well, we often, we have our glasses of water. Yeah. You know, and we don't muck around, you know. Right. I haven't got my phone with me this week either. I haven't thought, you? Oh, no. I have, and look at this. For the 100th celebration, I thought I wouldn't even bring it. Got the iPhone, uh, I got the uh, Have you got an off button there? Um, I don't actually know the off button. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm at Talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com for all your coffee needs to impress your friends when they come around and make them look, oh, that's good. Trybuys.com. I'm really worried about my phone now. Yeah. Um, for all your online try shopping. And athlinks.com. Um, social, social network, network for endurance athletes for all, all your, your results, results tracking and social needs. needs. Oh, it's an exciting time in Iron Man Talk. 100 episodes, mate. 100 weeks of us. It's like 100 to 150 hours of us babbling on. And it's actually, we've actually done 108 shows. So mm. I think it's even more than that with the Epic Camp interviews. Nice. But those didn't count as what we considered a weekly show. Mm. So uh, today's show, we're just going to do, we're going to start off just talking a little bit about how it all started and everything. Uh, then we're going to talk uh, Iron Man New Zealand. We missed last week's show, so mm-hmm. we can now yeah, talk about that. It's exciting times. We've got an age group of the week. We've got a website of the week, Coach's Corner. Today was the start of Bevan and John's Rote build-up. So we started with our 100th show. In celebration of that, we decided to start training for Rote. And we wrote 100K. Uh, yeah, we probably would have, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100K, 100K for the 100th show. That's probably, probably, <laughs> actually probably is just about exactly 100K yeah, there, right? That's right yeah. um, so that was, uh, I thought I'd just talk a little bit about my training for this month, and maybe next week Bevan can talk about what he's going to be doing, just so you guys have got a... An indication on what we're up to. Well, I'll, I'll quickly just briefly say what I'm doing today. <laughs> um, and then uh, we've got a few, we actually got quite a few questions and answers today. Comments and stuff. So we thought we'd just start off today's show just reminiscing. We were walking in the park. We were talking to, and reminiscing. Uh-huh. I, I do know that one, yeah, actually. Yeah, very good. So, uh, Is that going to be on your album? No, because it's all originals. Right. I don't copy other people, John. Okay. I'm an originals kind of guy. Gosh. We just made someone cry reading one of my songs to them yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, let's not go there. It's deep, I tell you. Um, 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 so it's the one thing we often get is whenever we go to races and we meet you guys out there and everyone always says, how does it start out? Now, we have talked about this in the past before. We thought we'd bring it up again uh, today because obviously it's our 100 show and, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's a bit of a... Techno geek. I'm a bit of a he, geek. He was onto it pretty early. We were an innovator. Yeah. E- early adopter. Early adopter, that's right. Or, uh, yeah, yep, early adopter. Um, so what happened was, um, I'm someone who doesn't like to listen to music so much when I'm out training. I tend to listen to uh, audio books. And I did, through iTunes, I discovered podcasts. And uh, I used to listen to a, po- a lot of podcasts. Uh, Twit is one of the technology ones. Dignation. And these are all really good podcasts. And after a while, I just kind of thought to myself, one of them was talking about how easy it is to podcast. And as much as I like to think I'm a geek, I'm actually not that much of a geek. I'm kind of like a mid-range geek, if there's such a thing. And and I thought to myself, 
you know what, I could do this, you know, I could do this. And so I thought, well, I need to line up someone who actually knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so, because obviously I'm, I'm ignorant. Yeah, ignorant, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. So I'm ignorant. So I, um, I approached John, I just said, look, mate, there's this thing called podcasting and John, I'm mid-range geek, John's <laughs> 0% geek. Yeah, relative to geekiness, I am. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, and I just go to him, look, there's this thing called podcasting. It's, it's kind of like online radio. I'm not really sure how you can describe it and uh you know let's give it a shot and what do you think when i said that i was a bit nervous because i didn't know i didn't really even think many people had listened to start mm. with and then i thought how are we going to promote it and how the hell are we going to talk about stuff for we, we didn't even it just ended up being an hour long i don't think we sort of had those no. early on but for an hour every week how the hell are we going to come up with you're actually stuff? really stressed about that the content factor eh? yeah i mean it's very easy to run out of stuff but Thanks to everybody who sort of contributes oh, to the show, that oh, makes it part of so much easier, and, and that's the only reason I think we'll be able to keep going is by people sort of uh, putting in their bits and pieces, and yeah. uh, we can sort of do a bit of a spin on it. And so, then, so then we tried it, and uh, we, we we kind of had a meeting and talked about. It. I remember saying like, "Let's do this for three months, yeah, see what happens." You know, putting three months time and three months nothing. We, we just had to buy the equipment and things like that. Yeah, it wasn't that much. And but the podcasting is very cheap to do, and uh, and so oh, it's really expensive. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Luckily, we're loaded, and uh, and so we bought our equipment. We obviously most of you guys have actually listened to the first couple of shows, and the, and the first one's bloody horrible. Yeah, and uh, so that was kind of funny. You can't actually get the original shows on iTunes anymore. So oh, really? if you go to our Libsyn page, um, imantalk.libsyn.com, you can actually get the earlier ones. But um, yeah, and, and but after even like the second week, I remember getting an email from Mexico, mm. and to me it was like, wow, this is this is crazy. Someone from Mexico listened to our show. What's I guess probably the exciting thing is most people still don't know what a podcast is. No, you no. Know? Yeah. I'm constantly telling people around Christchurch, you know, listen in and, and, uh, and yep. they don't even have a clue how to do it. So. Yes, yeah, so it's all a lot of growth. And the show has grown just continuously throughout the whole time. It's had a real, real nice steady growth and uh, we're really stoked of how big this kind of community is. It's uh, It's been pretty cool. Eh? We've just got some new software that tells us how many people are downloading yeah. and stuff and it's... Hundreds and thousands, yeah, so it's yeah. pretty pretty yeah. cool when we look back, and people still are listening to those So what have been some of the highlights for you, mate? Uh, interviewing some of the guys, I, I think it's been great. Um, we've never had a problem getting anybody on for interviews. Yeah. So we just either Bevan or sends them an email, or if I've sort of got connections, we hook up with them, and nobody's really said no, which no. has been fantastic, and actually getting them on, and they just talk really well. You know, I think probably ones that, that sort of spring to mind is maybe Simon Lessing and Peter yep. Reed. You yep. know, they're and just, Mecca. Yeah, yep. and, and they're just really free with giving out knowledge and, and giving their good opinions on things as well. And, mm. and obviously we had Scott and Gordo on a few times, which has been great as well. So that's been um, that's been pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, just recently we've been getting a lot of emails that have been really saying how they love the show and it's, it's meant a big part of them sort of maybe either getting back into the sport or, or sort of... Well, I thought uh, I'd actually bring up one. We've got one from Duncan Smith um, the other day and we've got quite a few emails this week just saying thanks and good luck for the 100th show and, and it's just got, I probably represent a reasonable percentage of your listeners. I'm 36, 113 kg with three fantastic kids and a busy job. In short, I'm probably not going to compete in an Ironman anytime soon. But since I've been listening to your show, I've lost 10 kg, made a 160 round Taupo cycle race in the late I had to say that. Lake Taupo Challenge. Oh, yeah. And I'm doing my first short triathlon this coming weekend. In short, you guys have made a real difference to my life. You guys are a tremendous inspiration. Please keep doing what you're doing. I know it must be a massive time drag and on your time and resources and family lives. Roll on the 200 show. Mm, yeah. Nice. And, and we've got just, we get, honestly, like I said, we were saying the other day, it's like, man, we just get so many great emails. And, mm. you know, like for John and I, it's. We live in Christchurch. We've got a few local people who know us, but we, you know we're, we're we're not really known. And uh, 
and we, it's just something we do in mm. Iron Man Talk Studios, and, and it's, I oh know, it's really great. This community is just, it's huge, eh? Mm. Yeah. So we're gonna, part of our top topic this week is going to be sort of how you guys can maybe help us a little bit, mm. and we'll get onto that in a moment. But, mm. you know, the more, the more downloads we basically get means the more time we can put into it because then we can um, sort of go to advertisers yep. a bit more freely, and, um, and that's how it's sort of going to grow. If we get more people listening, long may it continue. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, like for me, highlights have been, uh, obviously wrote last year going yep. over there and doing all that and you kind of the thing is now when we go to events we kind of have a little bit of power well not power but we can say that they've been organisers hey you can you hook love us up love that media pass the media, media pass. pass I love the media pass but it's really cool because it means that we can actually get the best content out to you guys and um, you know like going to wrote last year and having that access to everybody was just really amazing um, and it was pretty cool um, the emails we get, just you know, every day we get emails just saying, "Hey, you guys love the show," and just keep that coming. You know, people buy the jerseys. You know, mm. like, I like we, you know, we thought it's good value for money and all the rest of it. But for me, you know, people are out there riding around the world, and you get like photos from people's races, and mm. uh, I, I, like for me, just what this community represents is the, the you know, to me, is the kind of biggest highlight of it all. So very good. Mm, so yeah, that's it. 100 think, shows. 500 shows later. This will be like seven years from now. Yeah. I'll go to episode 2033 of I Have Air Talk. <laughs> oh, it's all good. You'll be sick of us by then. Anyway, we were away a couple of weekends ago and they had Iron Man use Elon on and you guys would have been expecting to have the big report last week, but we couldn't. So Which Richard Usher didn't win. <laughs> no, no. So uh, talk about the race, John. Yeah, uh, if, uh, obviously we've got a lot of Kiwi listeners and um, a lot of people racing. There was a few guys racing in Ironman Talk Jerseys. I think we've got a couple of pictures maybe mm. of them. Yep. So thank you for doing that. And it's, uh, it's great to see. I think Mother Lapworth was maybe wearing one. Maybe yep. T-Rex, was it? Or yeah, like okay, yeah, I can't actually remember the names. Well, I actually I saw don't... a couple on the, the live feed, guys coming off the bike and stuff wearing oh, really? their jerseys. So oh, that's sensational. But yeah, it was a big race, and, and a lot of the, the talk in New Zealand was whether Karen Doe was going to be able to knock Cameron Brown off his perch, and I was sort of picking Luke Bell to possibly do it as well. Yep. But as it turned out, the guy's race was a, a little bit of a fizzer, um, because Cameron Brown um, kept sort of Karen <coughs> Doe in check, and you knew, you knew pretty confident when he came off the bike and he was only seven minutes down, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was going to catch Karen Doe, unless he had some ridiculously amazing run. So that was a bit bit of a tame one, really, and uh, and Luke Bell pulled out on the run. Um, so what, do you know what actually happened to Luke? We got a drafting infringement, so he was riding with Cameron and the Belgian dude, Van Leard, yep. and then uh, got a drafting penalty at the start of the second lap, and that sort of led to Kieran Doe actually extending his lead out once Luke Bell sort of dropped off with Brownie. Oh, and then he okay. started the run and apparently had a knee problem, and uh, he sort of got, I don't know, a, a X number of Ks into the run, and he's sort of tossing up going, I'm not going to probably catch Brownie. He's yep. quite a way up the road. Uh, do I push on and possibly risk injuring myself and not being able to race the rest of the season, or spot. do I just yeah. um, flag mm. it? And so he, he sort of did the professional decision and thought, right, I'm going to flag this. I'm going to go off and get this so- sorted, and uh, and then go on. So you kind of it's a bit of sad when people do that, but you can kind of understand they're professionals, and he's got to sort of make a living and make sure he can keep racing for the rest of the season. So Brownie really had it relatively easy. Um, they had Frederick Van Laird came in in second place. Brownie did 8.24, which is pretty much what he always does. And Frederick Van Laird came off the bike with Cameron and then uh, still ran 3.256. Yeah. 8.51, 8.31, his first Ironman. Yeah. One 28, th- so yeah, young guy. One of the things they were reporting on the, the live coverage, that they were saying he was Luke Van Laird's brother. Mm. Um, but we've had reports in from, uh, was it from Dave over in... Um, 
Belgium, and he's saying he's certainly not Luke Van Leer's brother. If you want to check out his site, his name's uh, frederickvanleer.com. I'll put a link on www.imantalk. Yeah, but the first Ironman, great effort, and uh, he ran his No, he was a European long course champ last year, wasn't he? Yeah, and he's come from a short distance background, so good on him. Yeah. Um, Kieran Doe, you know, um, despite not winning it, he still had a really solid result, and 8.33 is, is good for him, and it's by far the fastest he's ever been in New Zealand, and he looked like rubbish on the run, but yeah. he still ran a 3.05. Yeah. So, you know, hats off to him, and he said he didn't feel great on the bike, so he may have got a bigger lead, but... Um, you said the first lap he was was really struggling. Yeah, yeah, he only yeah. put like two. That was that was that's what was the defining moment of the, moment of the race. Is all the way through the first lap he got two and a half minutes and it just stayed at that. With Cameron and and Bell would just pegged him at that and they would have just been going sweet. Yeah, not a problem at all. But mm. he did ride very hard, obviously, and, and very well in the last sort of forty five k and it ballooned out to seven minutes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he was good. He's still a name of the future, isn't he? He's, like, the guy's 26. He's great. You know, really aggressive. Led from straight out of the swim. High-risk racer. Away, high-risk racer. <laughs> That's right. And then a uh, good race by Stephen Bayliss, 8.37 and 4th. Pete Jacobs, 8.47. Great race between 5th, 6th and 7th. You it was got, very close. Yeah, it's only a minute between them. And then 6th, 7th, 8th again was really close. So Richard Usher, um, pretty much as, as, as I predicted, yeah. 8.48. I said he'd go 8.35 to 8.45, so he was just a yeah. little bit slower than that. Good steady day for him. He's um, obviously a very good swimmer. He did 51. That's solid. The, the swim looked a bit quicker this year, but still 51 is, is very yeah. solid. Wow. Uh, the top guys came out so in So I 45. thought we'd have a 50, you know, 54 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was solid. And um, it was a good top 10, you know. 10th place was 9 hours and 17 seconds. Scott Nietzsche, who's won an Ironman UK. So pretty solid field. And uh, yeah, it even goes way down. Look, you know, it's, yeah. it's good effort. So the girls' race was exciting to the backs. Yeah, it's a bit. We've had the coast to coast over here this year, and, and that the girls' race was fantastic. Mm. And then the girls' race here at, at Ironman was great. I mean, it wasn't just a two-horse race. I mean, it was quite close um, all the way through. You know, um, we had obviously Joe Lawn took it out, but the fashion she, she did was it was close, wasn't it? I didn't actually realise that. Oh yeah, the fashion she did it was fantastic. You know, you came off the bike. Kate Bell Aqua was three minutes down behind her. Whoa, her swim! But, I'm sorry, but look at that. Forty-nine for Joe Lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise she was so fast. Yeah, Sorry. it's good. Mm. So Joe Lawn took it out, um, had a three-and-a-half-minute lead coming off the bike, and then uh, Kate Bellacqua caught her up uh, on the run at about, oh, I don't know, maybe 30K, something no, like that. No, it was a little maybe. bit less than that. It was about 20-something into it, yeah, 23 or something. somewhere on the fairly early, the second mm. lap. So she must have run very aggressively. And you thought, I, I was just saying, Belinda, right, game over. Mm. You know, Joe's going to lose it. This girl's just going to run straight past her and, and take the win relatively comfortably. Yeah. But, Joe Lorne just hung tough. She ran shoulder to shoulder with her to about 36, 37K. Yep. And then she just attacked. I've never seen anybody attack like that in really? the Ironman. She just sprinted up this hill and just dropped her like a sack of... And uh, and she no, was away. Sack of what? <laughs> so I was, I was very impressed with that because Joe Lorne, again, a bit like Kieran Doe, she didn't look like she was running at all well. well so they had a report on X-Try, I think it was, Um or maybe even slow twitch, just uh, doing the you know, post-race report, and she was saying that in the run, the whole first 30Ks, she just felt miserable mm. and was really struggling, and then when Kate caught up to her, she was struggling, and, and then out of the blue, she just felt on fire. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. so happens, eh? Is that her sixth or seventh one? Is that that was her sixth, sixth in a row. Yeah, very mm. impressive. So Kate Balakwa, despite not winning, that's by far her best Ironman. Yep. Um, first time I think she's been on the podium, so that yep. was great. And it was really close. Um, this... Uh, 
Japanese girl I've never heard of, uh, Emi Shioni, she was right in the mix as well, doing 9.23. Bella Comerford was 9.25, so it was only, what's that, uh, nine minutes covering the first four. Yeah. So it was close stuff. Gina Ferguson didn't have a great day. She ran, didn't run at all well. She had apparently stomach issues on the run, so that was a bit of a, a shame because she would Which have been Which is interesting, she didn't one. run well, but she just did a 3 or No, 3.21. Oh, sorry. Look so if she'd done her usual yeah. run, which would have been, you know, she's run, um, you know, three ten or so, she would have been right up there in the mix as well. So, mm. bit of a shame for her, and good to see Fee Doherty um, making a bit of a comeback of sorts, finishing in sixth place. Mm. So it was, that was really good racing. Now we know um, a lot of you guys actually did the race, and we've got we've had quite a few emails about age group of the week, and quite a few backed up. Yeah, we've got quite a few backed up. So over the next few weeks we we'll actually do those. But uh, there's so many names to mention. Um, can we mm. think of any? Oh, I, don't, I haven't had a chance to check out how Kat went. So Kat, give me an email. I want to know. Um, I saw her name there. Oh, yeah, did you go right? Uh, I can't remember exactly, okay. but yeah. Yep. But anyway, um, we're also going to talk a little bit in the coming weeks ahead about the Epic Camp guys and how they did. They had some really yeah. positive results. So that was really pleasing from a camp perspective. That. Yeah, the five-week window that they had between the camp and uh, and race day was was good, and yep. it worked really well. Mm. So that was encouraging. Mm. Um, we also got sent in uh, Annette Lee, her husband. Uh, she's a, a lady I coach. Her husband put together a a bit of a clip on Ironman New Zealand. It was for some sort of uh, news program yeah. on on New Zealand. He's put it up on YouTube. And so for the Ironman athlete, you might not find it super interesting because it's sort of explaining what an Ironman yeah. is, but it's got some good footage it's done on it. Very well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that you know you get your partner to watch, or you get your friends to watch to kind of describe what we go through in a day. Yeah, so mm. it's well worth a look. So we'll put that, a link to that up on YouTube. Yeah, um, and that's all good. And you can actually see it was a pretty miserable day up there for for half the second half of the the day was rain and quite a bit of wind. Um, so thanks, Annette, for sending that in. And, yeah, that was about it for Ironman New Zealand for another year. Um, we Good know day. plenty of listeners qualified, um, and we'll be talking about them over the next few weeks, qualified for Kona. Yeah. Uh, and some good fast racing. And well done, if you did it. Mm, nice yeah, work. That's pretty awesome. Just lastly on the news, we've got Jug, I mean, Keith Drug Issue. Uh, they have an interview with her lawyer on Computer to Radio. Yeah, what's uh, his name? How, Howard Jacobs. Did you listen to it? Yeah, he represents quite a few of the cyclists. You know, he's represented... Um, Landis and Tyler Hamilton so he, he is known as representing people who've had drugs issues but we talked about this a few weeks ago with Rebecca Keat um, suing Hammer Nutrition along with a couple of others and he's representing her so it goes into quite a few things and uh, in terms of how the testing procedure happens and how it is quite uh, tricky if you do inadvertently take something um, so maybe have a listen to that on competitive radio and the reason I wanted to bring this up was uh, one of the main things he goes on about is how the hell can athletes be safe? You know, what can yeah. you take, um, and and what are the risks involved? So we just Bevan and I both use High Five, and we thought we'd like to bring this up because and we're sponsored by them. We've got to say that right now. Yeah, yeah. but they've got basically a drug-free um, professional athlete sort of thing, and they go through quite a few tests, uh, get a lot of their product tested, their raw materials are tested, um, and they have. Uh, ISO standards that they've got to meet. So I think you know if you if and you even are, their finished their finished product is all independently tested. Yeah. So I think mm. you know if you're a pro athlete and uh, you want to go go for a product that is as least risky as you can be. You know what John Lennon should have done? What's that? He should in a song Imagine. He should have gone Imagine a world of cycling without drugs. Oh, no. You know, because <laughs> imagine if we didn't have to worry about all this crap. Yeah, but it is a big worry if you're an aspiring pro or a pro athlete. What supplements you can take? 
High Five looks to be as safe as you can get, whereas yeah. a lot of the other companies don't seem to be doing any of this testing and giving you any sort of peace well, of mind. Well, we shouldn't say that because we don't, we don't know no, for no, sure. No. Listen, I'm to, sure listen to the Howard Jacobs interview. Really? And, and, uh, yeah, he doesn't name names, but some of them sound reasonably dodgy. Oh, really? Okay, so we had our discussion of the week last week, and... Uh, it was what was our discussion about? Speed suits. Okay, I'm should they be up. banned or should they not be banned? And uh, because there's a bit of a debate this year. Because uh, a few of the pros came out, and they were especially the year before last. Um, a couple of the pros, like Norman Stadler, uh, they had the new speed suits, and very few other people had them, and it really did change the the nature of the swim. Also, do you think that's why he had a really good swim? It's certainly a contributing factor, you know. I think um, to wear one of those suits maybe gives you up to maybe a minute in the yep. swim, and that can be the difference between getting in a good pack and not getting in a good pack for yep. the elite athletes. So we want to sort of know what you guys thought, whether you thought they should ban them or whether you should be allowed to use them in uh, race situations. Okay, so we just went for that. You can start off first of all. Oh, I've pr- oh you've got it there. Oh. I've got it here. Print it oh. off. Uh, so first one was Ross from Slough and France. That's an interesting combination. Hmm. Should definitely be banned. It's crazy that FINA have also ratified them, opening up the possibility <coughs> of inferior swimmers breaking world records. <coughs> Apparently a few have already gone in the last couple of weeks. So uh, Ross says, bring back the speedo. Ooh. Well, then I've got Greg from Houston, Ohio, in the US of E. Uh, ban skin suits? No way. It would be a step backwards, like banning aero helmets or disc wheels. Similar questions are asked of Pro Golf, where the ball technology allows the hacker to hit 300 yards. Uh, the genie of the bottle, and there's no point putting him back in. Besides, new gear and technology each year is a part of triathlon. Nice. Uh, Try plod. Uh, nice, no, like that. <laughs> it does make a wetsuit and not non-wetsuit races more comparable. But personally, I'm a bit saddened. Whenever a new toy is added to our sport, it should be about what you can achieve, not how much money you can spend. Love the show, by the way. Love the show. If there are any to be any criticism of speed suits or any other technology, technological aid, it is that they provide an unfair advantage to the more affluent athletes. Such athletes can, quite literally, purchase speed that is otherwise unavailable to those with limited resources. Obviously, it would be an unreasonable or idealistic to think these uh, disparities could either be removed from the sport of triathlon. Triathletes will always have different equipment, either by choice or circumstances, uh, such as economical, econ- economic limitations. Like it or not, our sport is where being the best is not determined by athletic proficiency alone. Technology and money can buy key factors as well you chose some long ones didn't you oh, no, I didn't think about that <laughs> that was by Roger good on you Roger nice I love that Roger. Mm-hmm. and that created a bit of debate on there did it yeah there's a few people going back and forth on Roger's comments oh yeah true yeah uh, and my final one was Wonderboy similar things have happened in golf where technology is making the game easier so course designers are making the courses tougher Let's make the swim tougher by introducing sharks and obstacle courses. Love your work. Like that. I'm not sure if uh, get far on this post with your peas, guys, but here we go. Uh, this is by Steve, by the way. Plus points. Triathlon is a great sport for innovation, embracing te- new technology. It would be a shame to get stuck in the previous century like some cycle-based events that our record. Mm, it's very true, isn't it? Yeah. Because they wouldn't even change. Negatives. Most of the reasons for having a non-sweatsuit swim apply to speed suits. Was, is that like a question? Hmm. Uh, introduce the grey areas into the rules. My opinion, no neoprene or any other flotation material on a non-wetsuit swim sounds like a better rule to me. So what do you think, Bevan? Yes, got me first. Yeah, you got me first. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think in swimming, 
where records are based, they shouldn't. Like, you know, like, not now sport, just going like... Pulse swimming. Yeah, man, yeah. If, if you've got a record yeah. and they've got a suit on it, instantly gives you two seconds, yeah. it'd break your heart, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, I'd, be, I'd be gutted, and I, I just think in that sport, you know, sure, technology... Uh, but records is good for a sport. Yeah. You know, you know, someone beats a record, that gets the number one spot in the news, so then sport needs exposure, and so it brings money into the sport. So it's a catch-22. Um, I, I just think it's unfair to the history of the sport when you have a technology that makes you a better athlete than the guy from the past. Mm. And our sport, I don't really necessarily care so much. I think that um, we like to spend money. <laughs> we like our mm. technology. You most find triathletes and kind of into the geeky stuff, and there is an advantage to that. I don't think it's ex- stupidly expensive. Like, what is a, a, a seventy point point seventy three cost? Not sure. About four hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah three yeah. four hundred bucks. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a huge cost considering what we can spend money on in our sport. And um, if you're going to do a key event, like an Ironman's a big thing in your life, and I suppose dropping another three, four hundred bucks isn't going to hurt you. Uh, as long as maybe early on was a little bit unfair. When you know, when someone the Sadler's situation, it was a little bit unfair. But I'm not really against it as such. But yeah. but I can see the point. Yeah, I I mean I'm. Triathlon's an innovative sport, but I'd much rather not have it at all. You know, okay. not have the speed search. Just try to make, try try to make the playing field as level as possible. But uh, yeah, but then, it's, but it's then, realistically, it's it's not going to be able to happen because it's such a hard thing to police. You know, I mean, um, what is it? Well, if you're wearing a speed suit, are they going to test whether it's got neoprene in it or not, or oh, all these okay. different things? It's you know because then you have people wearing like say the. the but, but so like but the, I suppose the other argument is that they let us do anything on the bikes to a point. To a point, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, there's certain frame geometry I think you've got. Yeah, but ju- basically, you know, if you want to yeah. spend 10, 15 grand on a bike, yeah. So I think I, I, live in, I live in a bit of a fairy world ride, much rather there be no disc wheels or anything like that. I'd love it to be as oh, really? fair as possible where yeah. where you don't have to go and spend exorbitant Because our sport's kind of like the America's Cup, isn't it, in comparison to like sailing where everyone gets the same boat? Yeah. yeah. The great thing I, I like these days is the, uh, the A1GP, which a lot of people won't have heard of, but it's a a racing car circuit sort of mimicked on the Formula One and they've all got the same equipment yep. and it comes down to driverability mm. and I'd much rather see that in triathlon I just think it is getting a bit out of control you know a lot of the technology advances and people getting $20,000 bikes and things like that and it does make a difference I think with this speed suit issue it is only yeah. for, for your regular Maximum age like group it's probably only about a minute so it's probably not going to make that much <laughs> difference mm. um, but I think uh, for the elites, you know, it does make a fairly big influence on the day, and then they'll all go and get them, and it probably won't make any what, difference. What happens in ITU? ITU, they're not allowed to wear them at this stage. Actually, I'm not categor- not sure on that, but yeah. but nobody wears them because then you've got to take them off. So it's either a oh, wetsuit swim course. or it's a non-wetsuit swim. So they all wear one-piece tri suits yeah. that they can wear throughout the event, but they wouldn't wear them because of the fact that yeah. For only a very minor yeah, increase in speed, they yeah. would probably have to spend 20, 30 seconds getting it off and okay. uh, in transition. So mm. it's an interesting one, and uh, yeah, I would probably rather they're not there, but they are there. And if you're going to get one, the Blue 71 is the one to get. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just thinking as an athlete, if I'm racing against, like, let's say you and I, we're similar ability. Let's say we both have a really good day, and we, let's say we both pulled a pull off a nine hour, mm. and I beat you by five minutes because I had better equipment. That would break your heart, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But then it's a choice you make. Because, you know, you, you basically have, you know, like for if, if it's the other way around, if I was the person who lost by five minutes, I can choose to spend my money on that. I just choose not to. Mm. So, hmm, that's a tough one. Mm. Mm. Get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Anyway, that's our news. Oh, so next week's discussion. Next week's discussion. Oh, yeah, so we're going to go back to 
you're guys, you guys, we want to, you know, you're innovators, mm. you're entrepreneurs. That's right. Yes, you know, you're thinkers, thought-provoking, mm-hmm. some would say. Some would say. And, uh, and so we're basically, you know, we're doing really well with Man Talk and we're loving it. But we're thinking, what are some ways, John sent me an email, what are we going to do to make this bigger? And uh, we want to think of ideas that you guys can have to, A, spread the word. And that isn't going to cost us <laughs> any money. Because <laughs> our budget's pretty tight. No, um, more just, you know, ways that we can make this community thing that we maybe, have. Maybe, but maybe ways to make the show better and also... Oh, you want to go there? Oh, maybe we don't. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> we don't want to go there. We don't there. want to go there. Flag that idea. Yeah. But ways we could promote put, the put, show. Put in that one, put, it can't be made better. Yeah. Ways we can spread the word of the show uh, and get more listeners, and then obviously then we can devote more time to it. So any ideas you've got would be fantastic. And that, we're by no means struggling, but it's more we're just interested yeah. in, you know, what's the tipping point to the next level? Yeah. So there you go. So go on there. We're interested to see your thoughts. What? No, what? I'll, I'll save that thought. Go. No, I'll it. save say that thought. Go. No. Go. No, I'll go. save it for later. Oh, mate, go now. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Age Grouper of the Week. We've had quite a few good age groupers over the time, haven't we? Uh, we have had quite a few good you, age groupers. Can you can you any highlights when it comes to age grouper? Uh, people like Coach. <laughs> <laughs> we do really well. It does help you in the age grouper front, we have it to admit. Does. Sometimes when we're desperate for age grouper, suddenly, oh, i got Sky Coach. <laughs> uh, what's not that about, Willis? Um, well, this actually is an amazing age grouper. We got this email right from... Uh, Peter, Peter Tinhole. Tinhole. And... Uh, so first of all, he's just saying is, did Ironman this year? He had a great race, came in eleven twenty one, and which was just awesome. You guys and your podcast got me through many long wind trainer sessions and long runs. The show is both funny, informative, insightful. One might say, mm. oh, "Mate, we love when you tell that kind of stuff." Anyway, he was at the race, and he's got where secondly the most emotional moments on what was an already emotional weekend. Where the reasons for me writing this email to nominate this week's age grouper of the week. We were at the finish line till the end. We heard about Tony Jackson. Tony is one of two people who have completed all 24 Ironman New Zealand races. That's incredible in its own right. It really is incredible. There's only two people that have done every single Ironman New Zealand. Yeah. In 24 years, that's, that's pretty solid. Just think about that. You know, you're listening now. You just think about it. that commitment yeah. every year. You yeah. know, not to get injured, not yeah. to be away, not to have work commitments. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about the guys that have done a lot of Ironmans, but they may pack them in and over, you know, five, yeah. ten, ten years, something like that, doing three or four or five a year. These guys have done Ironmans. Well, let's be realistic. You, you know, like if you, most people live, what, 70, 75? You've spent more than a third of your life <laughs> doing this race. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in this one race. So, wow. This year was special, though. Uh, we heard that Tony was diagnosed with brain cancer in December and was operated on. He was given 13 weeks to live. Wow. To this, apparently, uh, apparently, he responded that was not enough time. On Thursday, or maybe he was given 13 weeks just to get to the race after that. Yeah, I think that's more. On Thursday, he had chemo, and then on Saturday, he completed his twi- oh, 24th Ironman New Zealand. So he had chemo on, on the Thursday before yeah, the race. Yeah, yeah. Wow, with his wife and family by his side, a wife by his side who also did the event. Tony completed the Ironman in 16 hours 10 in the age group of 60 to 65 age group. Last night at the Pro's Giving, Tony was presented with an award in memory of Ironman athlete who died 10 years earlier while preparing for Ironman as the person who most embroiled the spirit of Ironman. Tony received a standing ovation. This guy was so, so inspiring and courageous that, in my mind, no one deserves to be age group of the week more than Tony. I will be back next year. 
I hope Tony will also be there to make it 25 straight. Mm. Wow. Very impressive. I've got, I've got goosebumps. Oh, but you've mm. said that, because um, you've been done Ironman New Zealand a few more times than I have, yep. and yeah, there's two guys that go up every year. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty bikes. sure Tony's the guy who, um, there's, there's, two, um, there's one, uh, Tony's got white hair, I think it is, and he's quite a good, he's quite a charismatic guy. He loves, he gets him up on stage, and he's great with the mic, and <laughs> you know, he gives the speech, and he kind of talks to the young guys, he's kind of like the mentor, and, yeah. uh, and he's really great. And then the other guy, I can't remember the other guy's name, and he's kind of like, I'm um, kind of over it <laughs> and he's kind of like I'm over it but I've done so many and I feel like I've got to do this one and every other thing oh should I and so it's kind of like a yin yang yeah um, but wow great achievement great like that's imagine that imagine chemo on Thursday mm. and then think yourself okay we've got to do this I'm in it's impressive mm. so it's so, uh, 60 to 65 you know <laughs> yeah wow so uh, very impressive so I think He's got to be one of our most worthy age groupers of the week, I think. Yeah, of all time, yeah, definitely. Mm. And uh, good luck, Tony. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you listen to our show and hopefully um, things get on the mend and you can on the upper. And, and We'll be up there watching you next year for number 25. Yeah, number 25. And oh. if you're there, we'll even do an interview with him. There we go. So, there we go. Yeah. Tony Jackson. Jackson, you are our age, age group of the week. week. Beautiful stuff. The guy with no legs. Yeah, that was pretty good to me as well. It was. Yeah. The guy, the guy who came out of the water with no, no hips even. I don't know if we did him in the age group of the week. No, but remember so. that photo? There's a guy in America and he's got no hips. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's there down. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he swam faster than I swam. It <laughs> <laughs> broke nice. my heart. So that's the you know, age group of the week. There we go. What's <laughs> Oh, I'm losing it. That, that little uh, orchestral intro was nice. called Heroes. Which is a great lead in there, John, isn't right. it? Because our website of the week this week, I haven't got it up. There we go. So our website of the week this week is called sportsrelief.com slash cracknell. Cracknell. Cracknell up the middle. So <laughs> one up the middle. Oh, there was, when I was younger, there used to be a rugby league player in New Zealand Phil called... Phil McCracken. Yeah, his name was Jared McCracken. Oh, yeah. And, and so as a joke, when he was playing, you'd yell out, McCracken. And I remember you go, Phil, Mc, Phil, and I go, McCracken. And so one time I go, Phil, and he goes, McCracken up the middle. <laughs> so I just was gold. Anyway, sorry. I was excited. Oh, dear. Richard Marlowe sent us this in and uh, the reason is he's a bit of a pommy yep and this is a bit of a pommy thing but it's another fundraising thing we'd like to give a bit of attention but it's also a pretty cool story mm-hmm. so James uh, ex-British rider James Cracknell um, has just done a pretty awesome challenge well you know what I hate Windows <laughs> Microsoft Windows sucks if you're going to get off it um, call anyway, me. James Cracknell is a former rower I think he was a gold medalist I'm not sure if he was in the pair or the quadruple but he was with that sort of Steve Redgrave era when they won quite a few gold medals I think Steve Redgrave might have even won the most medals out of anybody ever or something like that really? he won a lot of medals in the uh, pair and the, the quad and everything so, but anyway James Cracknell uh, got involved in Sport Relief it's a UK sort of fundraiser they have every year and a lot of celebrities sporting celebrities and just general celebrities often do pretty crazy things <laughs> to, to raise money <coughs> and so James decided to what did he decide to do? He decided to row the uh, English Channel, yep, which is about 20 miles long, uh, long. Apparently he tipped out and got back in a couple of times. Oh, really? And then he cycled across the French coast to Spain, down to Gibraltar, and then swam 12 miles or so across to Africa. 
Wow. Um, so he, he capsized his rowing boat literally minutes into the channel crossing. Wow. Um, and then this was a bit old, and, and then he is now progressing well. And you go onto the website, uh, sportrelief.com slash cracknell, and he's gone and done it. Mm. So Incredibly, James has reached his Africa in just 10 days. Using his own body strength alone, he capsized, suffered from saddle sores and brave shark-infested waters, but the challenge isn't over yet. He wants to raise $200,000 and he needs more support. So if you want to get, actually go onto his website and we'll put a link on www.omantalk. Um, just give, me, you know, give a little bit. Back, back Cracknell, sponsor him now. Mm. It's a good cause. They, they do a whole lot of things each year with the money and uh, I think quite a bit of it goes to Africa. So if you're feeling in the giving mood... Well, and we, got, we got actually quite, quite a few emails about this guy, didn't we? It, when it was happening and um, I actually went on and they had some... It was quite a good website because it had quite good media to watch him as you're going and they had a little movie piece showing him at night yeah yeah yeah, it was great and they showed one night when he was just he was not in his happy place eh? (laughs) yeah and they were just like oh he's not doing too well right now and he's I think (laughs) he's spitting and yeah and uh but he got up the next day and kept on trucking yeah Mm. it's hard doing a swim at the end of an event on day 10 you know when you're pretty knackered when you see that right there it was a great website they've done a really good job yeah 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 because they kept you often when like with websites with these kind of things they're not very well done they're just kind of a a poster page yeah whereas this had so much interaction with it and you kind of kept up to date with what he was doing so maximum speed 60 miles per hour Mm. calories burnt a massive Sixty thousand. Mm, so, mm. so he, he's done it. But if you want to go on, and actually support. We'll put Eight hours on. slept, <laughs> just fifty hours. So, it took him ten days, and he just had uh, five hours, hours sleep a day. Hours awake, one hundred and ninety. There you go. Beautiful. Are they going to give us any more good facts here? Rotations, Rotations of, of the bike wheel. Wheel. It's a little bit slow. Three point one million. <laughs> Nice. Wow. How many rotations we've done in our time? Yeah. Punches. punches only one. one. I got a good puncher yesterday. Did right. you? Capsized. Once. Once. Okay, this is not very good. It's good radio, mate. This is quality. Really? Bowls of rice. Too many. Too many. Oh. I've probably okay, you've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm anyway, over it. that's our website of the week. Okay, blood brilliant. So if you want to support them, go do it. Good stuff. Here we go. Coach's Corner. Yeah, I do like that music. Yeah, Bevan loves it too. I do. I love that music. It makes my day. Cool. So, you know, Coach John Newsom. How many weeks? I've forgotten actually how many weeks it is to go. But basically, training like twelve. No, no, it's more than that. No. Yes. Okay. One, two, three. Go. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's and then, all of June. I think it's eighteen weeks. Oh, we're that far out. Yeah. Why am I training so hard now? We've even started the training oh. plan. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to do a twelve-week plan. Oh, you've gone on the eighteen-week oh, plan. Oh man, I wouldn't have ridden on today. Oh. Anyway, as you may have heard, uh, my heart. to celebrate one hundred shows, Bevan and I have decided to get off our asses and start training for rote. Oh. I think it is. It's somewhere. It's about eighteen weeks to go. I'm waiting another three weeks. <laughs> Bevan's not training for three weeks. 18 weeks? What was I thinking? But realistically, yeah. neither of us have been doing a whole bunch of training. We obviously did Epic Camp yep. and needed to do a little bit of training to build up for that. But most weeks, I think I've been doing six to ten hours training. Ten would be about the max that I'm doing at the moment. Yep. 
But as of yesterday, we're getting back into it. So I thought um, some of you guys might be just interested to know what we're what we're up to, and uh, I thought maybe just give you monthly updates because that's sort of how um, I prepare my program, sort of four weeks at a time. And uh, you can see what we're doing and what we're not doing. And uh, okay. what do we go day to day? I'll tell you mine, and you tell me yours. Okay. So Monday for me, uh, I open up the morning with a swim, a six a.m. squad session, which will probably be about four to five kilometres. And then in the afternoon, I just bike out. I take a coached uh, running session, so I bike out. It's 25 minutes out there. I'm coaching, so I probably get about you know, 30 minutes of running or so in, in a 90-minute session and a bit of core work, and then I bike home 25 minutes, so relatively light day. So that's Monday for me. It's funny because I, I exercise way too much. So I do two classes at the gym. I do a, a tense uh, impact class and then a cycling class. So Monday I'm doing a squad hour swim aqua gym, mm-hmm. and then I'm aiming to do a 40- to 50-minute run just with some pace work in there. Nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tuesdays, uh, we're both doing a pretty similar thing, yep. riding sort of three to five hours. So today we did about three and a half hours. Uh, and then just a short run off the bike. At this stage of the game, it's just going to be easy, steady riding, quite a bit of hills. Uh, today we did a ride called Long Bays Pura, which is 100 yep. kilometres, a lot of hills. Yep. Uh, and yeah, that's basically Tuesdays. Tuesday, and just for me, I want to have more intensity on Tuesdays, obviously once we get a bit more into it. Because I want to, I don't want to work so long, and I want more, you know, intensity. intensity yeah, work. definitely. Okay. okay, you choose that to say for me. Wednesday, yep. uh, I bike out to the pool to uh, do a little bit of work out there. So it's a twenty-five minute commute each way, uh, a thirty-minute swim, and that's about it. And then in the afternoon, I'll be running. My long run will be around about two hours, probably a bit less to start with, so an hour and a half. And my longest runs probably about two and a half hours. That's what uh, you say to me. I forgot that I commute as well. <laughs> See, I don't own a car. Right. Jeepers, creepers. I do three classes on a Tuesday. I do a step and uh, one spin class and then one extra long spin class. So Wednesday, I've decided this time I'm not going to run long on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to either do an hour swim or a, a lightish run. Yeah. Nice. Like tomorrow, I'm going to run to the gym. So I'm going to leave home an hour before the class. Nice. And then do it that way. Yep. Uh, Thursday for me is another squad swim. And then in the evenings, I'll be running 75 minutes or I'll be coaching. And that 75 minutes will include a bit of moderately hard work. So not, not smacking it, but probably include about 30 minutes of broken intervals or tempo work at a moderately hard pace. Um, Thursday for me, I do four classes at the gym. So it's a pretty big day for me. So I'm going to use that as a swim day. And now uh, Ali Dennis actually sent us through a swim DVD. Gliding yeah. on. The guy who does the running one. He's actually seen us through and I've looked at it it looks really great so I've decided Thursday will be my technique day it will be a 30 minute to you know 45 minutes just easy swim uh, just focusing on technique nice mm. Friday for me is just an hour and a half bike ride just steady ride with a 30 minute run off the bike yep uh, Friday for me I'll do an hour class at the gym and then I've got I'm going to do an hour swim squad and then I'm going to do my long run on Friday as well, so aiming nice. towards two hours, but this Friday I'll do an hour and a half. Nice. Mm. Saturday for me is bike, run, hill reps, so I really f- uh, focus on a strength workout for me. So it's doing Mount Pleasant hill reps, which is approximately about a, a 12 to 15 minute climb uh, of uh, probably about... How many, six, how many reps six, will you do? Uh, three to four. Okay, yep. So it's a yeah, 12 to 15 minute uh, bike, gradient... Uh, probably six, six, seven percent. Yeah, maybe, it's pretty good at times. Maybe, six, yeah. maybe up to eight uh, percent. And then the <coughs> run uh, straight off the bike, you run to the top of the hill, which is about another eight minutes or seven to eight minutes. Same sort of gradient. Turn around, back down, back to the bottom, back up again, and then I ride a little bit at the end. So that do three hill reps of that. What time and, are you planning on doing that? Uh, dark. I'll be in the dark. Oh, really? Like, really? Uh, Six fifteen in the morning. Oh, yeah, I won't be joining you then. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to do my long swim on a Saturday morning and do a longish ride. So I'll probably train from 7 through to 12. I'll do um, hopefully an hour and a half swim. That's the only time I can really get an hour and a half swim in a week. And then um, from there, really aim to do like a three and a half 
our ride of quite intense with some really good um, main sets in there. Nice. Mm. Then Sunday's a pretty light day for me. I'll either just be doing an hour run or an hour wind trainer or maybe having the odd day off there, that sort of uh, Belinda day. Yeah, I've made that my Tyler day. So for me, Sunday, I'll, I'm aiming just to run an hour. Yeah. Mm. So um, for me, I think my total volume will probably only be sitting around about the 15 hour uh, a week sort of mark, something something there. Um, and then every sort of three weeks or so. So I why have you gone with this approach? Uh, my in- initial approach really is just to get some basic fitness back um, and also to really work on my run frequency. So my overall build-up is focused on the, f- the final eight weeks before the race is going to be very much a bike focus. So I've got uh, three camps in there which are all going to be bike dominated. So I want to hit those camps being in really good run shape uh, and then use that to really bolster my, my bike fitness. So yeah. that's sort of my approach. It's also a very time efficient <coughs> way of training for me. Um, I can sort of fit all, fit all this in and it's not too taxing. And then r- roughly every third week or so, then I'll do a, a longer ride of you know 180 to 200. Most of my other rides will be quite a bit shorter than that. Yeah. And uh, each month I'll try to do a race or a simulation. So um, at the end of the start of April, I'm doing an Olympic distance race, and yep. then the months after that, I'll be doing uh, half Ironman simulations. Okay. Uh, for me, um, my approach uh, for this first period is to I, I see where my weakness in my sport is that I don't look after my body enough, and because I do, I, like I'll be you know, doing 30 hours a week, you know, and so mm-hmm. because of my job, um, so. My approach this time around is really just about looking after the body more. I'm planning to do yoga five times a week, mm-hmm. um, just being, being responsible for my skins and doing cold baths and stuff like that. It's, I think, Both sitting here in our skins right now. Yeah, totally. And I'm going to cycle less because like, I do five spin classes a week. And I think mm. like an epic camp, I totally shot myself with my ability in epic camp. And I think it just comes from the fact that I do so many spin classes. Yep. And, uh, and so I don't think I need to spend that much time on the bike. Get my long rides in. And you make sure they're quality sessions, but then you know I'm better off just running. So I'm going to spend a lot of time running, uh, looking to improve my technique and speed. So for me, it's a key set of things for this whole block is a improve my technique on my bike and my running and swimming, and then b uh, look after my body as well. I've got the fitness; that's not the problem, and I'm and I'm fast enough to do what I need to feel I can do. So, you know. Hopefully it works. That's it. So mm. we'll be uh, ticking along. Came on, tampon. Maybe we should uh, do a few the odd report on Athlinks as well, and we were at. Yeah, just nice. committed ourselves to some more work there. It was good, good stuff. Yeah, wasn't thanks, it? mate. It's great. Yeah, it's great. not like I haven't got any time at the moment. Uh, questions and answers. And good old David Hitzing us through our first one, or even just Dave. Yeah, and he used adios. 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 I like that. Adios. Dave, Dave was less of a question, more of a comment. Well, a bit of a question. Go on then. Uh, I was a good boy. He's and wore my skins. Oh, no, I was joking. Wait a second. Are you wearing your skins right now? I am wearing my skins. I'm wearing right my now. skins too. So, well, there you go. Uh, Dave, hopefully, Dave still isn't wearing his, but that was sort of part of his question. Um, I think he was bored at the airport. He's bored at the airport. <laughs> yeah. And he's been wearing his skins for 24 hours now. I don't have any undies, and I don't feel like going commando. Commando. Would you? So, what so would you will do? wearing skins do my undercarriage uh, do any damage to my legs? I don't think so. No, no, I've slept in my skins. I can't say I've worn them for 24 hours in a row, though, so you may get a bit of fungus build up. I wonder what the problem with Commando was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Do you do Commando? Yeah, of course. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, so, so Dave, no, no issues with there other than potential fungus build up. Don't worry, I'm all right. Yeah, um, yeah definitely the fungus build up because it's quite tight to certain yeah. parts of the body. And, yeah. But you wouldn't really want to be tight to no. certain parts of the body. It was funny because you know I'm not, I don't really want to go too much detail, but I was going commando because I was I've been on the plane for ages and so mm. I thought it was time to go commando myself. Mm. As I read the email, I was, I was like, "Oh, back it up! You need to go commando." So, but there you go. <laughs> Something freeing about commando, isn't it? It is. Enlightened, though. 
whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Next one up was uh, again a comment, um, some feedback, which was much appreciated. From Nick Cook, actually, he did. Now we were talking about the uh, what race was it called? The Marathon des Sables. Yeah, and he's actually done it. Oh, Sounds pretty brutal. Oh, so stage one you do. So it's a day thing, isn't it? And you only have so many calories per day. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what, no, that, that's because you've got to carry it all yourself. Yeah, so. but it works out ridiculous, whatever it was. So first day you do uh, 20, 30 k's. Second day 20, 30. Third day 25, 230. Oh yeah, sorry, 25 to 30. Uh, and it's normally June day, which involves 25 k up and down sand dunes. It's day three. Then day four after that, your legs will be mammothly ruined. Yeah, you got an 80 to 90 k run. Yeah. And then a 42k run, which is a marathon, and then you've got a 15 to 20k run to finish. So six days of pretty solid running. Oh, man. And, and you leave at nine in the morning, so you're running through the hottest part of the day. <laughs> nice. Man. Respect. And he was saying in his email, he gave me another email afterwards, that uh, his marathon, when he did the marathon day, I can't remember, it was like four and a half hours, five hours. It was quite slow in comparison to marathon times. And he says, it sucks because that's my marathon PB. And it's like, you've got to tell the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> I think with these races, is it's, it's the endurance factor and and muscular fatigue is one side of things. But I think the thing that really gets people is the blistering and how it beats your feet up. Feet up yeah. And especially yeah. when you're running in that heat in the sand. Well, I remember talking to Gordo about when he did endurance running and just saying how you had to put just like layers, like handfuls of vests between yeah. your butt cheeks because you don't think that you're the butt cheeks going to rub, but yeah, yeah you run that long. Nice. And, you know, salty bloody sweat between your butt cheeks. It's not going to be something I'll be practicing. Would you go commando doing that run? Oh, I don't know. You'd have to do some serious... No, because then there'd be more rubbing, thing. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd get a bit of rubbage. <laughs> rubbage. Yeah. Anyway, next one up. Again, some feedback from one of our recent shows, uh, Daniel from Germany. Cool, Dan. We weren't quite sure because the website was in German, but one of Macca's sponsors, Beastmilk.com. And we weren't quite sure what it was. We just thought it was a milk company sponsoring him. But apparently it's a little more than that. So Beastmilk, translated, would be Beast Milk. Oh, I like that. Is a supplement derived from the foremilk of cows. That's the milk the um, the calf gets during the first few days. Uh, They say it has a lot of good stuff in it and supports recovery and prevents illness, especially during the first few hours after training. I once had a three-week free package. I felt good, but on the other hand, it doesn't mean anything, does it? Macca says he's become a, it's a, become an essential part of his nutrition. Daniel says it's become an important part of his income. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny. So, uh, yeah, that was just in response if any of you guys were querying like we were what the stuff was. It's that... Um, yeah, cholesterol, that, isn't it? Uh, cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. I think yeah. that might be it. Yeah. Uh, I know Kim Brown's a real fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if So it's basically it's the first, yeah, it's the milk from the, when the baby's first born. And I know that nowadays even like the farmers, they don't actually sell it. They just use it for themselves. Right. Mm, mm, so mm. there we go. It's yeah. one of Macca's sponsors. And Daniel also had a question. One more thing. Do you know how fast Ironman New Zealand sells out? To my knowledge, Ironman New Zealand has never sold out, and I think they've probably got quite a bit of capacity to, to have a lot more pe- uh, people. They typically have around about 1,100 people racing, yep. and I think they've got the space there to do a lot more. Like, easy, probably go to 2,000. So yep. I don't think you've ever got a problem. It closes maybe about a month out from the race, but I'm sure if you want to... Oh, you can pay late fees. Yeah, yeah you can get in there. Um, we've got James Parker, who's a bit, kind of like a... What's his PB? He's, he's done an 8.53 and Ironman, so he's a pretty, pretty good... Pro, because it's basically. I have a question for my you and my fellow listeners. What makes a pro a pro? Mm. 
And so I thought I'd do a little bit of research in this because it, You've it done varies, your piece, from, you? varies from country to country. In New Zealand, if you want to race a pro at Ironman New Zealand and you're a Kiwi... You just tick the box. You, uh, you more or less tick the box. Uh, you raced pro, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Right, just you tick, the box. tick the box. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse thing because we don't have a pro license in New Zealand. Uh, if you're an American, this elite license information updated November the 1st, 2005, so they're really keen on making sure this is up-to-date information. But you know what's really funny is they've got Canadian flags in the background all around them. Oh, it was probably world champs or something like uh, that. Funny. But anyway, if you're an American, um, they've got it on Triathlon USA website. They've got stuff. It's basically different criteria that you need to finish at a race that's got um, a certain number of participants or anything offering $5,000 or greater, then you need to finish within a percentage of the winner. So uh, will we put a link up to this on the website? Yeah, definitely. and there's different criteria you can get on, and so you've got to pay for a license, uh, and then you've got, you, but you've got to qualify for it, and it's got to be renewed each year as well. Yep. And as soon as you've dropped off from be, having a pro license, from my understanding, you can go straight. Do you have to turn pro? So, for example, I do a race, I get maybe third in a race. Do I have to turn pro for the next race? I strongly don't think so. Okay. But if you want to get any prize money, then you do. So mm. you can so you keep winning races. I just seem to recall being Ironman New Zealand talking to a guy from America who was a pro. And he was like a 940 guy. And I was like, why'd you go pro, mate? And he goes, oh, I had to because I'd done so good in so many races. I don't think that okay. is, is cool. true. Uh, I, but I thought I read somewhere the other day that Scott Nierdy won Ironman UK and he was racing as an age grouper, but I could be wrong there. Um, but anyway... Which, uh, we, at the time, we would have made a point of it. Yeah. But anyway, I also looked at the Australian uh, licence and it's very similar to the... Um, American one, you basically need to finish in certain races in certain positions <coughs> or percentages of the winner uh, at certain championship races. Then you can apply for a pro license, and I think you've got to pay like 500 bucks Australian or something to apply oh, wow. for the, the license. Once you've been issued with that license, it's a bit steep, eh? Well, 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, once you've been issued with it, you can't race as an age grouper at any other race. You've got once you've got a pro license, you're pro, you're pro. Race a, race a pro, and, and it's for a year. Again, that runs for a year. So you've got so. 500 bucks a year to be a pro. Yeah, but that's pretty similar. I'm pretty sure the American one you do as well. I remember oh. when we used to race in France, uh, it was quite expensive. The club, Scots in Australia. The, the, I mean, James is in Australia. The club paid for it in Australia, uh, and when we were racing in France, and uh, you had to buy a pro license. So. So, for example, if I go to America and do a race, how do I get away with that? Well, you often need to get a letter from Triathlon New Zealand saying uh, you are of the sta- of standing to, to enter as a pro uh, athlete. Uh, okay. well. So, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse thing. There's no sort of standardised rules. Because in Germany, anywhere. when I did Rota Nefta, I just took the box again. Yeah. Us Kiwis got a sweet. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a bit, it's a bit Mickey, Mickey Mouse, but hey. Yeah, it is. I mean... Uh, if, if you want to race as an ITU athlete, then it's a lot more complicated, um, and you've got to go and build up enough points to be able to race on the World Cup, and it does get uh, fairly tricky. But given Ironman, you know, you make you don't make any money out of it anyway, hardly, uh, except for the top. That's what top I'm saying. Five hundred bucks means a lot to an Ironman. I know. I mean, yeah. you get five hundred bucks, you got to fin- finish tenth at Ironman New Zealand, and you got to pay the five hundred bucks back because yeah. that's what you get. Yeah, what's that about? So it's a bit uh, a bit crappy. I, uh, you know, what I did yesterday, John. What's that? You'll be proud of me because you're pretty bad at this. I clean my new Genius bike. Oh, I don't clean my Genius bike. <laughs> I did actually clean mine for... Um, you did too? Well, for Epic Camp, eh? Yeah, and I cleaned it the other day before the race. Why? And then somebody said to me, man, when are you going to clean your bike? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, as, that's as clean as it gets. <coughs> Except when it came off the rack. No. Because I've done, you know, new bike. Because you get a new bike and you've always got the intentions. Because I actually remember you saying to me when you got that bike, you were like... 
Beer, I've got this new bike, I'm going to clean it every six weeks and, and I'm going to take it to the shop. Have you taken the shop yet? No. No, have you cleaned it much? No. No. So I'm actually being a good boy. I'm taking mine to the shop next week. Yeah. So, yeah, but anyway. But anyway. That was, I did that on purpose, John. You know why? Because it's a lead-in. Because uh, Genius Bikes and uh, Grandma Wheels have actually given us some socks to give away. Nice. So we're going to randomly choose people over the next five weeks. We've got 10 pairs of socks. They're pretty cool. Bevan and I have got, both got yeah, a pair. Yeah, They're yeah. pretty stylish, black and I don't red. normally wear the socks up, you know, like cycle socks yeah. are high. Yeah. I normally wear kind of like the low, low ones. ones. Yeah, it's, I'm liking it, to be honest. But Grandma Wheels, uh, I've raced on them quite a few times. Kicking butt. So really? I, I, unfortunately, I couldn't race on them at the weekend when I was up in... in oh, bad, I hope we haven't talked about your race. Oh, we can do that at the end. Okay. Because they were a bit too deep for the wind conditions we experienced in okay, Wellington. Nice. But anyway, uh, I wanted to give it to this person, June Gray, because she sent us in an email. Um, she raced Wanaka and Taupo. Well, that's worth a pair of socks here, isn't it? Worth a it's probably, of yeah, that's right. Uh, but I just asked for a bit of feedback on what people sort of thought, because I knew a few people that did both races. So um, she said, I thoroughly enjoyed Wanaka, heaps more than Taupo. I find, found the course in Wanaka obviously more challenging, but mentally easier. I really hate the out and back twice set up in Taupo. Um, in both the run and the bike. Wanaka is definitely way more picturesque, which made the course seem shorter, and there was a lot more to look at. I don't know if I would back up two again, as I really struggled on the run in Taupo, but then again, that just lays the challenge of trying harder uh, next year to see if I can make it easier for myself in Taupo. Mm. If I had to choose which one I would do again, I would pick Wanaka, and it's definitely on the cards again for next year. It's cheaper, friendlier, less commercialised, and in my opinion, definitely way more enjoyable. So that was from June, so... The, the, the feedback and, the, and from looking at the guys that I coached or helped um, in terms of doing both races, most of them had outstanding races in Wanaka and just struggled a bit in Taupo. Uh, and and not, T-Rex, not that's probably the only one who's, T-Rex had a really good race, he did a PB yeah. like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the other way around. So, yeah. so yeah. we've talked about the pros and cons of Wanaka versus Taupo. Lots more people in Taupo, a lot more commercial. Mm. Um, the course is certainly nowhere near as picturesque. Oh, Wanaka is paradise. Wanaka is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, potentially, you know, the weather in Wanaka, if it blew, it could be really windy and quite And the road, quite the road surface is really hard. Yeah, but it's yeah. a wonderful race and it's a small small race which is growing and it's just got a good, uh, good buzz about it. But at the same time, Taupo... When you go down to that race on the morning of Tapo, it's just yeah. out of this world, just because there's so many more people and it's a lot more, I think, a lot more emotional. Um, so both got pros and cons, but uh, it's good to get a little bit of feedback. Mm-hmm. Tapo that morning is amazing. I was actually up in Auckland a few weeks ago and uh, a friend of mine's partner had done it and she just said, oh, I remember in the morning the, the walkers come around and, mm. and there's the mist over the river. And well, it's so dark. That's the thing. Like, I was watching the coverage. I started watching it probably about 15 minutes before race start and, uh, and they were doing interviews on Ironman.com. And it was like just about pitch dark and literally... A couple of minutes before the the, uh, the start, like the sun came up and all of a sudden it was light and it was game on. But when you're actually walking down the lake, it's still very, very dark at 6.30 yeah. in the morning. So it's, uh, it's a really cool thing. Just a while ago, we were talking about um, Ian Thorpe on YouTube and uh, just you know the videos you can watch. Mm. And Daniel Ward actually sent me through a really good link of Torpedo doing a race somewhere in the world. And it's coming up right now. So um, I'm just going to chuck that on. Oh, okay, I haven't actually got a proper link here. But um, I'm going to chuck that on our website if you want to check it out because, to be honest, I, I feel I swim better since I've seen these mm. torpedo bits. 
main things you th- I think you see with the torpedo videos is really is the front catch. The catch. Yeah, it's catch front is part amazing. of the stroke and really trying to understand what he's doing there uh, yeah. is, is really important. What I found interesting is oh, he actually moves quite a lot through his body, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, so you need to rock, you know, basically you need to imagine there's a pole going through the top of your head down your spine and you should always be trying to rotate through that. And mm. But keeping your body nice and straight, you really need to avoid, you know, your body sort of flexing into a little ball at times, which some people seem to do. So, um, yeah, there's lots of great Ian Thorpe clips up there. And, and yeah, just his catch, he just like, he just gets the water as soon as his fingers, it's like he's got a paddle away and he's mm. getting under it. And, yeah. Yeah, and he gets it right at the top of his reach, doesn't he? Yeah. And then, boom. Yeah, so oh. uh, in a few weeks' time, when I get off my ass, I'm actually going to do a few things uh, relating to catch and how we can sort of work on that. Um, but sort of ha- having that visual initially is, is really important. Yeah, it definitely made me more conscious of it. Also, we had an email from Port Andreas, mm-hmm. and uh, he's, made, uh, he's made it beautiful. I'm going to chuck it on the computer in the background, which will sound like crap, but I don't care. Here we go. Chuck, listen to this. He's gone and done a ringtone for Iron Man Talk. Listen. So that's pretty much the ringtone. But <laughs> Basically what, our intro music. Yeah, hey, but he's put Kia Kaha in there as well. Yeah. And he thinks he's just saying he loves it when he's out and about and the phone rings and that comes up and I think he's legend. <laughs> so everybody else download that and hold <coughs> on to your ringtone. I'm dying. So maybe we're allowed to leave our phones on during the podcast if we have that ringtone. I wouldn't have a bloody clue how to put a ringtone well, on my phone. Well, on iPhone it's really easy. Yeah, well. Yeah, I can probably I'm, do it right now I'm in two not, minutes. It's I'm it. not putting it on. Yeah, iPhone. Ooh, iPhone. Right, anyway. Yeah. Carry on. Anyway, so I'm going to actually put that on our website this week. If you want to download it and chuck it on your phone, um, it's cool, man. I, I love that you see that through. <laughs> it's made my day. That's what I love about this thing we do. Is, you know, we're all part of it and everyone's contributing. Oh, right. Sponsors time. Athletes. Where would we be without our sponsors? Exactly. We'd be yeah. nowhere. We'd be. <laughs> we wouldn't we'd probably, be here. We'd probably still be out riding. Performing <laughs> <laughs> a better athlete, better athletically, but hey. That's right. Athlinks.com. The one thing I want to focus this week on... Go on, what's the one thing, John? It's just getting a few more people to join up because I know there's a lot of people out there... A lot of people. ...listen to the show. We know how many people listen. And they haven't joined up to Athlinks yet. So you just basically go on there, join up. If you've done some Ironman races, it's highly likely... And you know what's really great? Now look, we're just talking about Daniel Ward. Who's this? Daniel Ward on Athlinks. Mm. And that looks like he's racing that picture there. I reckon that's in Manchester. I'm okay. not sure it's in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so you just need to get on there and grab your race results. And I strongly recommend that. Um, not just because they're a sponsor, but I really think it's a good place to store everything. Really accessible. You don't have to go to different Ironman websites to see what you did the year before. Keeps all your splits. <coughs> um, and if you want to start getting into the... Obviously, the, the networking side of it and, and getting in touch with other people, then by all means, go for it. But I just find it really useful for uh, keeping track of everything. What are you lost, Bevan? Oh, I'm really sick. I've been really sick. And oh, look at that. It's great technique in the run, got too. The, got the zip down on the run. Oh. I was actually talking to Belinda last night about that. And uh, I said, I, if I tried pulling my zip down on the run, I would look like a flipping buffoon. Oh, because you're the hairy monster. Because yeah, I'm the hairy monster. Ah, that wouldn't be good. I've been really sick, John. Yes. What, and I was finding my oh, I feel you. sorry for you, man. Well, I, I feel, feel, I feel you for should, you. because I've been really sick. And, <laughs> and not in Hong Kong. I'm in my bed. And I couldn't, and, you know, uh, uh, sweating, uh, coughing like crazy. And then I had to go to gym and teach a class and be all happy. <laughs> oh, I was faking it that day, yeah. I tell you. So, athlinks.com, go on there, register. Yep. Like if you're not on there, saying, we're going to hunt um, you down. That pretty much most Ironman races should be on there, you know, so that you should be able to find some results. And if there's other results that you've done, click on Add a Race, submit it on there. I was on there this morning adding my race on the weekend. I'll get it up there within a week or so, and then you're all good. 
one of the one of the big moments in uh, Iron Man Talks history was actually getting a sponsor. Mm. I remember, I mean, you know, because again, like this has all been big to John and I. It's not like we've just expected this to happen. It's all just come as a surprise. Every every bit of growth we've got, and, and like. You know, like getting on X try, you know, yeah. placing it like it's, it's kind of huge to us, and um, you're kind of like a big kid, eh? When you yeah. see, oh man, wow, wow, well, look at that. And uh, Albert was the first person to actually approach us about being a sponsor of the show. Mm. Yeah. It's exciting times. We're like, hmm, what do we do now? Yeah, yeah. And we're like, sponsorship. Oh man, well, okay, then, well, what do we do? <laughs> I've been loyal to the cause. Yeah. We've heard Albert on the show. He's been on the show probably two or three times now, hasn't he? Yep, the Albinator. Um, well, he's the current Epicamp champ. Epicamp green and yellow jersey holder. Did he get to keep both? Yep. Oh, nice. When we go to Italy, pink jersey just had them uh, produce because in the Giro d'Italia, it's a pink jersey, so somebody's getting home with a pink one. What's the pink we want to represent? Well, that's the Giro d'Italia, which is a tour of Italy. Oh, tour, I see. You, you don't uh, get a yellow jersey, you get a pink jersey, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, the Albinator's not coming to uh, Italy, but he could come. You're more than welcome, Albert, if you'd like to. And while you're there, you could have some Kona Nightingale coffee. We talked about that last week. Well, but no, because it's a European roast. Oh, nice. That's why we didn't fit, John. You oh, see, that's what I'm nice. doing here. European roast aids character to the fragrant white and fruit tone bouquet. I had to say okay. that. Okay, I always say that, don't I? You did this oh, last this. week. <laughs> We're talking about this. <laughs> My reading's terrible. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so get some of that. And it's 100% Kona coffee. I mean, Kona is the birthplace of triathlon. So if you're going to have some coffee, go for some Kona coffee. That is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, we love coffees of Hawaii. Okay, who else do we love? We love trybuys.com. Trybuys.com. And we love trybuys.com because you guys use them. <laughs> so it must mean they're doing something right. Trybuys.com. Here we go. Trybuys. Make, make sure when you are going to get sunk off Trybuys, you know, say you heard about it on Ironman Talk, you get the free shipping if it's over 200 US. And uh, yeah, there's some good deals. Oh, back oh, it up. We talked about this. So oh. It's already up, it's up and going, so we better talk about this. Look at this. Oh, oh <laughs> right, over, over here. <laughs> it's disappeared. Sign up. And oh, wait a second. Up. Look at that. Look at the sign they made for us. Did nice. you see that? I see that. I'm going to steal it. Okay, so we uh, a while ago, when Tribos was uh, in the launching phase, pre-launching phase That's for right. their awesome website, we had the Blackwell wheels that people could have won. Yep. And they went to an Ironman Talk listener. And it was a simple process. You just had to go on there. From New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. It's from yeah Christchurch. We, we interviewed him, didn't we? We, yeah, we, we announced we it. Ran it. We rang him. Oh, that was exciting. And so you, you just, all you have to do is go on to trybios.com. They've got a competition um, going. You just need to put in your email. Um, I must see if I can borrow his wheels. And, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> put in your email and your password. Yep. And you go in the drawer to win <coughs> a Seppo <coughs> Vannon <coughs> frame set. <coughs> Jeez, Bevan, you're I'm ruining sorry. this. I'm sorry. You're go. basically going in the draw to win a kick-ass looking bike. Yeah, it's kick-ass because Cam from Tribos, I'm sure he's you know he's a good sales member, still. I'm sure he's been genuine. He that's the bike he rides, and he said it's a kick-ass bike. Well, it's also the bike that Gina Ferguson's just started riding as well. Oh, there's two. I now I remember. Mm, Valued so. at three thousand four hundred US. This is again what I refer to as a no-brainer. A no-brainer, it really is. Can I do it? I wonder if I can enter. We did last time. We didn't. We didn't win. It was. It was rigged. Uh, we didn't win, Cameron. <laughs> drop a, I need. Well, I don't need a new bike issue. Uh, so, we've talked about try buys. Get on there. Good deals. Uh, also, free shipping. Anything over two hundred. And now, and look what they've done. What makes done a even great job of that? You can go and win a bike. Yep. And then we've got a cool logo. Up go there. on. Go on your website this week because they've done this logo for us and they've done it really well because it's a mic in the background. 
Ah, oh, right. Yeah, you see that? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, and then, then they've got they've made it really cool, and it makes me think I need to sharpen up. <laughs> so I may have to sharpen up and do something. I may just steal that one and put it on our website. That's nice. That is yeah. very cool. So we love your work, whoever did that. Mm. Anyway, um, anything else? Camp Kiakaha, are we sold out? We've got two spaces left. There's going to be about 20 people on the camp, which is going to be really? fantastic. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, you so, need 20 people for the camping game. Exactly. So we've got me, Ian and Julie will be the hostess with the hostess with the mostess. Yeah, apparently they're amazing. Uh, and then Bevan and I, and then there'll be, uh, <coughs> if we fill up, there'll be about 15, 16 athletes. So it's going to be good times. Do you know what I'm doing after the camp? Going and running the bulls. Running the bulls. Oh. <laughs> Would you do that? Not, not a week and a half before Germany, I wouldn't. Why not? Right. Oh, and that's actually it's a good plan <laughs> good plan for you and your history of calf injuries and things like that great plan hey mate you only live life once and this is an opportunity that I'm doing I don't care a race so we have got two spaces left on Camp Kiakaha if you want to go you need to send us an email fairly soon and we've got a link on our website through to uh, Pyrenees Multisport which has got the information up there yep it's going to be good times yep um it's great bike juicies. We've bike juicies are done and dusted, sold out. Oh, I love Put the you. order in last week. Love your work. Gone. Man, so for those who ordered, uh, how long are we thinking? Three or four weeks. Okay, so it's not a fast process. No, they've got to make them. Um, anything else? If you're going to buy any books or anything through Amazon, click on our website first and go through our store, and yep. we get a little commission. Yep, yep. Makes it all. Just all helps up. Um, I'm doing a, I'm doing a motivational speech. If you live in Christchurch, it'll be bloody brilliant, man. It'll change lives. I do a lot of public speaking for my job. I do a tour of the world and kind of do a lot of talking. And um, I'm doing a talk um, on motivation. And, uh, and be, I think there's already 200 people coming. So, but if you want to come and you're based in Christchurch, uh, feel free. Just ring these mills and just say, um, I want to book into Bevan speech. It's free. Um, it's free. Mm, mm, so it's free to do. So you and phone 200 friends. No, 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 it's all out there, it's like, pfft. I wish I had 200 friends. Um, no, 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 it's, uh, and it's just um, on basic motivation, so if you want to come along to that in Christchurch, feel free to do that. The PowerPoint presentation together? Not yet, I use Keynote. Keynote. The right. Apple version, right. which makes it so much better. Nice. But the key is, not you don't use it to train yourself yes. as you're going. Yep, yep. No, you just said one you or two key PowerPoint points. PowerPoint people to to death. Just... No, no, I've, um, I know. People, people have gone over top of PowerPoint. Yeah, <laughs> OTT. OTT. No, and I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm without sounding up myself. Public speaking is something I do a lot of, and I'm kind of competent in it. So, um, anyway, um, so you're promoting that? Yep. And anything else to promote? No, that's about it. Okay. If you want to come on Epic Camp Italy, still got a few spaces available there. Okay. That is going to be kick-ass times. Oh. I feel like you've got to kick some ass. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Rock and roll. Okay, so we've been up to, tell me about your race. So John went up to Wellington, got a welly. Windy Wellington, they call it, John. Why is that? Because it's effing windy Ooh. all the time. Every really? time I've ever been to Wellington, it sucks. I don't know how people... No, it doesn't do. suck, it blows. It blows. <laughs> it's it's yeah, terrible. Uh, so I wake up in the middle of the night, and honestly, I thought the hotel was moving. It was that wow. windy. So I'm thinking this isn't good. So out came the training. Out came the training wheels. I wasn't riding any flipping carbon fiber that morning. Uh, but in terms of my race, kind of about what I expected. Um, I've actually become quite good at not comparing myself to what I used to be like and oh, comparing myself uh, to where I am currently. So given, was that hard at first? Was it? Yeah, but given my current fitness, I'm pretty happy with how things went. So the last time I raced New Zealand champs was in. 1999 wow. and I got third overall out of everybody yep. and this time I got fourth in the age group race so slight disparity there but I, I was, oh wait so you went from elite to age group yeah still so, hey third fourth <laughs> you lost one place so yeah so it was so uh, good strengths 
Uh, I was quite happy with my swim. I think I was seventh out of the swim, but I, more importantly, I was in front of most of the people that I was sort of going to be competing against. Yep. So that went quite well. The bike was very windy. It was flat, and I was sort of riding with one or two others, but I was getting a bit uh, caned on the bike. And then at about the 15k mark, the peloton caught me. So a couple of guys, and the main guys are about a minute. Um, some of the really strong riders are about a minute and a half behind me out of the swim. Yep. And they basically started riding through the field. And as they rode through the field, everybody just jumped on their wheel. Oh, really? And so a big pack formed on the bike, and uh, and I got swamped by the pack. And there was only two guys that sort of held us off, held the pack off, I think. Which, in hindsight, for me, probably wasn't the worst thing because uh, my riding's going so badly. It uh, sort of. So, wait, 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 we give a shit about drafting. And you're obviously drafting in this situation. Everybody, yeah, everybody was drafting. So, do you feel bad like, when well, you're in it? Like, oh, should I put away? You know? Well, you know, you try not to draft, and, and I generally try to draft a lot less than what other people are drafting. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love how you justify it. <laughs> I was, I was drafting less. Uh, it was probably, you know, most people were sitting probably around about three to four metres when we were supposed to be sitting five metres. So the roads were narrow. And the other thing that really caused it to be an issue was they, they weren't enforcing a blocking rule. And so people were riding in the middle of the road. And so even if you did want to get past, it was quite a challenge to get past. And that uh. really slowed things up. If you want to try to get to the front and then people would start swapping around. So it was a bit Mickey Mouse. And, and that's what I always say is you're going to run a championship race. If you run on a flat course, expect people to draft. Yep. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, but in that situation, I know we're kind of going off par here, but in that situation, you kind of got to do it, don't you, to stay with it? Because if you sit it back, you'll get dropped. Mm. Yep. So mm. it's, so it's, it's, it's it? a tricky one. Uh, and I was hoping to run really well, and I ran okay. I ran okay. okay. I was uh, if I'd run really well, I could have got second. Probably couldn't have run up to first, um, but I got second. So all in all, you got fourth. Yeah, I got fourth, and marks out of ten. Uh, I would say about eight out of ten, given my current fitness. But if if we were to do the replay this race in July, oh, I would expect to. You would have won by five minutes. Yeah, I would have expected to win in twenty minutes actually. Yeah, so I, I'd think you would have ridden past the pack. They would right. try to sell you well, and they're like, "Whoa, this guy's like a legend." <laughs> so it was okay. Did you have a goss? Did you have a goss? Uh, good story. A girl, Lydia, who's uh, not—I don't. She's a, she's not a regular listener, but yeah. Lydia, who's a Spanish girl, lives in Christchurch. Partner of Andrew Abercamp, who actually wore an Ironman talk in Monaco. Yes, yeah, very nice. Yep. Uh, she was telling me after the race that she did a really good thing. She put her powder in her drink bottle the night before, so she yeah. remembered to do that. Yeah. One thing she forgot to do was actually put the water in. Oh, so when she, she got hurt, you know, got five k on the bike, went for a drink, puff of powder went in her face. So, so, so. <laughs> And you can't, there's, there's, there's no water on the bike oh, ride, no. Really? She was gagging on the ride. Uh, so that was uh, that would hurt stuff, and, and the elite race was good to watch, and that was about it. Wellington, man, it just doesn't do anything for me. That wind is just... I like Wellington, but I do it near the wind. Is a, I, like the, I like the culture, the feel of the city. It's yeah. very cool. Well, I, I had my date. You've had, you've had your time in Thai, what, Taiwan? Oh, I got sick as a dog. I got, yeah. So I'm in Hong Kong. I was crook as a you, you obviously heard today on the show. But uh, I was crook as a dog. I wasn't I wasn't, I wasn't. wasn't a happy man. I'd rather not talk about that. I just lay in bed all day sweating and feeling nice. sorry for myself. And did there was no one to cuddle me. Did you wear your skins on the way over and then uh, cr- no. the last time you crawled up on the back of somebody's seat? Yeah, the and they took photos of me. No, I decided not to this time. Okay. It was, yeah. No. But I had my date. Nice. Went on a date, went walk, long walk around the park. Engaged yet? Any babies on the way? Yeah, three. Yeah, we had triplets, you know. Nice. Hey, John, I wouldn't go that far that early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Six months is my cunning plan. Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, we talked and we, you know, as you do. Cuddled. Yeah. Okay. Cuddled. <laughs> Having a second, had a second date? That's about it. You haven't or you had? Well, kind of had. Right. And now it's getting complicated. Oh, okay. 
That's, that's the problem with this relationship life, this whole single life. Actually, being single is quite easy because you don't have to think about anyone. You either want to be totally single where you're not thinking about someone, or you want to be totally in a relationship where you are. It's this in-between place that's confusing. It's throwing you. Oh, because you're like, okay, well, what's happening now? And you've got to try to read their minds, and, and, and I have this thing about honesty. you always got to be honest. And oh. How's she going to deal with the Ironman training? Is she sort of, do you think she's open to that? Well, because I don't work, I can kind of pull that off. Yeah. 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 But, so, I'm, I'm confused, man. But you been giving any relationship advice to any of our listeners lately? No, but if you need to, if you're, if you're not fully single and not fully in a relationship, and you're in that middle place, and you want to talk to me, come give me an email. Yeah, you know, maybe meet, meet up on Athlinks. Meet up on Athlinks. You know, Bev, I can have a Bevan's counselling page on Athlinks. <laughs> I think I should. Oh, but at the moment, I don't have the answers. Maybe I need to be asking the questions because that's confusing stuff. But it's okay. You gotta love it. There's life, John. Anything exciting happening this week? Um, from training that's you know what's quite nice I've been away from Christchurch so much this year I've missed I've been away seven weeks from Christchurch this year already and I'm home for the next six weeks so that's quite nice so I'm actually going to be training and having a party at my house Saturday night oh, nice. game on it's business time so anyway it's us we Lastly, could, we, we could have gone for 100 minutes maybe no, we another, should have got to go for another 26 but I'm sure I could talk crap <laughs> I'm going to leave now Bevan's going to do 26 minutes of That's relationship right. advice okay, so first of all you need to always show them you love them you do it daily John right. you do it daily every day just do something special what have you done special for your uh, lady friend so far today then? well see now I'm in this place where the contact thing you know do you contact them because you're keen or do you pull away because you're not Oh, so, so I've done nothing right. but it's not my natural way I would naturally go yeah I'm into you yeah let's do it but now I'm getting mixed messages so I'm like oh okay but I won't contact with oh, you don't want to get me started John it's like you're 15 all over uh, again <laughs> it really is 100 episodes John and we want to say thank you for being a part of it Iron Man Talk has become something bigger than we ever dreamed it could be and uh, and we really thank everyone who's contributed to the show by giving us content everyone who's sent us photos through everyone who's bought um, some of the products of the companies who sponsor us our sponsors um, and, and just every week downloading us and listening to us um, it, it really makes this thing that we do pretty special I reckon yeah, um, it's and, all good yeah and I know like I like it was a lot of hard work and, and now we've kind of found a place where it's kind of nice but still it, a bit of work yeah it's still a lot of work but you know like it's uh, you know it's it's definitely worth it and uh, I see myself well I see us doing it for a lot longer because eh? so. you know we have so much pleasure out of it so just want to say thank you so much for everything that you've done for the show and uh, from you know and if you want to tell friends about it feel free to do that and most appreciated and uh, and it was a highlight when we made this bit up wasn't it what bit <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, that's right. It was a combination of a couple of people, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Glenn and some guy from. He lived in by where Johnny Newsom. No, not Johnny Newsom. Johnny Cash. Oh, okay. Was went to jail or something? I can't remember his name now. Okay. Roger, I think it was. Right. Nice. That's random. I'm Russ. I'm in don't train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Two hundred shows, mate. We're legends. Two hundred. One hundred.